0: What's up, guys? This is Corey Baker from Baker Forging Tool. In my business, we do tons of heavy grinding every single day, and we needed a grinder that could take abuse and keep on trucking without slowing down billet production. The Ameribraid Variable Speed 2x72 is just that. On top of all of this, their customer support is outstanding. Eric and Kevin are always available and fast to help with any situation. If you're in the market for a top-of-the-line grinder, or maybe just an accessory to add to your existing setup, go to marybraid.com and use the code HUSTLE100 for 100 bucks off any grinder package. All right, next up, the Hustle & Grind podcast.
1: what's up everybody welcome back to the hustle and grind podcast I'm your host Noah from any River Forge with me your other host Ryan from Ryan Knife knifeworks today on the show we have Colton and Carver gentlemen how are we swell I'm sorry yeah
2: swell. oh swell.
1: sorry I didn't I didn't shout out your guys uh your, your, your Instagram so we uh, barbell blacksmith or is it back, blacksmith or bladesmith
3: Uh, It's Blacksmith, Barbara Blacksmith on Instagram, and then Bridger Forge on TikTok.
1: Gotcha. And then Nordland Forge for Carver over here.
3: Yep,
4: on every app.
1: Nice. So we have a
5: third, I don't know about you, Colton, but we have a third Lord of the Rings enthusiast in the house.
3: Absolutely. No, I, I am the OG Lord of the
1: Rings enthusiast.
5: Uh, so there's four of us this is going to be a lord of the rings heavy episode everybody. oh, you know, it, oh so you, know you know
1: all right so okay well the first thing we need to talk about is colton you just finished up an elvish sword <laughs> i did yeah uh so let we got we got uh, people are flashing memes at the screen here. So this is going to be an interesting YouTube episode for the five people that watch this on YouTube. Uh, so Colton, <laughs> tell us, tell us a little bit about uh, about your Elven sword build and the, the inspiration behind it.
3: Yeah. So uh, I love making swords. I started making swords before I made knives um, back when I was like, you know, 11, 12, 13 uh, before I knew there was like a market for knives. So I love making swords. That's where my roots are. And so um, I really don't make them for stock, though. I only make them on custom orders. So whenever I get a custom order for a sword um, and the person's willing to put the down payment down immediately, you know, um, I'm really pumped. So this guy um, is a total Lord of the Rings nerd. And he was like, hey, uh, I want a elven sword different from every elven sword designed or in a movie or anything in the uh, in the lore behind Lord of the Rings. And I was like, all right. Let's do it. So basically with that sword, I looked at you can by looking at it, you can definitely see different influences from different swords, um, uh, namely Orcrest, um the uh, infantry sword from the elves and the hobbit at the Battle of Five Armies. And then um, some other ones uh, had a and a couple other swords, just the overall flow of it and like uh, how the handle is shaped and terminated and all that. Um, but on top of that, I added a cool, a bunch of cool facets on the blade and on the handle and on the pommel and guard. And then the handle itself is East Indian Rosewood with some, uh, Elvin kind of leaf and scrolly sort of engravings with gold leaf enamel, um, inset into the engravings.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the engravings in the handle were really what kind of set it off that, that final finished touch. That was awesome. Uh, you gave it a, you right. gave it a name. What was the name?
3: I forget. <laughs>
1: Hold
2: on. Was it was, uh, it. I was uh,
3: Nihir, it. I believe. Yeah, Nia Yeah, Nihir. Uh Basically, in uh, Silmaril, that basically just means overlord, and the guy thought it was cool, so we went nice. with it.
1: Okay, that's that's what I was looking for. Was the translation? Yeah. Is that Sindhaharian or yeah. is that? Um... Okay. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. That has an awesome sword. I love that. Uh, Carver, what have you been working on, man? What's your uh, What's your latest? Because you're always building swords, right? You don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't really seen too many knives from you. I've just seen swords, right?
4: Well, honestly, I've been wanting to make more knives, but
1: yeah, Carver is only getting swords.
4: Knives. Yeah, I don't know how, apparently, but uh, I can only make swords. It's just like my soul is bound to do it, I guess. And um, I that's all I've promoted, so that's all I get orders for. I don't, I don't get orders for anything else. I swear to God, people don't even know I make knives or. Anything. So, so yeah. what, what's your latest
1: sword build that you've been working on?
4: Well, the one I'm working on, I, I don't know if I should show that one. I have a finished product here if you want me to show sure, that instead. Yeah. Um, so I've got this arming sword, just a simple historic stuff. I like to keep my stuff at least rooted in history to a point. My mother is here. Uh, Hi, Mom. But um, this is a uh, 1075 and 15 and 20 Um, crushed W, Damascus cladded, San Mai, double fuller, super, super tapered. Uh, it's got the old, um, reinforced tip, wrought iron fittings, uh, copper spacers and a carved walnut handle. Oh, very cool. So, yeah. And then I've got the sheath or the scabbard, um, copper sheet metal, uh, throat and shape, uh, like 7,000 year old bog oak from Ukraine, um, and I carved the uh, old man of the woods, kind of like the wood spirit, into it. And then I've got my typical carvings. Uh, like I made it kind of a dwarven style sword. And uh, yeah, the, my scabbard is also made from the same exact uh, walnut that the handle's made of, and fleece lined. So this thing, oh, very nice. Uh, what is it? The what's the blizzard Dairy Queen blizzard test? It works. But then I've got. I don't want to keep going, but I got this thing I'm working on. I don't even know what to call this thing. Just an elven sword, just like Holden. Uh, Definitely looks a lot like the uh, Will Ramos sword I made about a year ago, or a little over a year ago now, but a little bit better. I'd have to say a lot more facets and uh, craziness. It looks kind of like –
5: that one kind of looks like if the elves were Spartan as well. Like It's got like
2: a Leonidas-type feel to it. He
4: wanted uh, a Kopish. So that is – that's a it's a two-sword order, one for the husband, one for the wife. That's the husband sword. I'm making a basket hilt bastard sword for the for the wife. Um, but he wanted a copish, and I I pretty much refuse to make copishes for many reasons, including the scabbard. Yeah. I, I just I'm I'm not gonna figure that out. I'm not doing it. I just refuse copishes, at, at least for now. So I came up with that thing. Pretty much it.
1: Very cool.
5: Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna stroke you both off for a second because You're very young. You're both very young. And the work that both of you put out is so fucking exceptional. They're like, every time you guys post something, I feel bad about myself. I'm like, God damn. I'm like, holy (laughs) shit. Like, keep it up, dude. You guys are doing awesome. Like Noah and I have said before, we only have people better than us on the show. So.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we, we definitely appreciate that.
1: Yeah. You suck at, uh, uh cornhole though so i i feel like i'm justified a little bit (laughs) because uh we were able to kick your ass in cornhole so it makes me feel a little bit better i was
4: i I was a bit tipsy for that okay i was i was
1: you were drinking you were drinking like the, the most modest bitch beers in history how were you possibly tipsy you were out there drinking like smirnoff ice or something like that like
4: I was drinking Jack. Though. Okay, like <laughs> I got
1: the coolers, but okay. Still. All right. Well, that's all I saw. So I was a little confused about the uh, the tipsiness <laughs> there.
4: Uh, hey, also, none of us got water that day. Okay, we've been busy walking around the show. Okay. Yeah, okay, no food, no water. Okay, that's fair. That that yeah. makes that makes it big a big effect. No. I'm, I'm not a lightweight. I promise. We <laughs> yes, woke yes, you up
5: go. super early by Jeremy Ballaball's fucking alarm. Oh, that's right. You
2: guys were staying in the same room. I forgot.
5: (laughs) Yeah, and Jeremy Ballaball's phone, he uses the same alarm as I do, so I'm looking for my phone, thinking it's my phone, it's his phone, and he's just like (laughs) ignoring the shit out of it. I believe I told him that alarm needs to die. Bro, (laughs) why did you set an alarm? I woke up because Kevin
4: tried cuddling with me.
5: (laughs) Sleep deprived, dehydrated, Blade Show's a good time. It's
1: a great time. It's fantastic. All right. So, uh, Ryan, do we want to hear from one of our lovely sponsors, the beautiful people who sponsor this show? We do. And I need to apologize to our lovely (laughs) sponsors (laughs) because I was unable to drop
5: their ads in, in editing in the last episode. So I had to drop them at the end and nobody listens all the way to the very last second of the episode. So nobody heard it. So I'm sorry, everybody. Let's hear from uh, Maritime Knife Supply.
6: Hustle and Grind is sponsored by Maritime Knife Supply. Whether you're looking for steel, abrasives, handle material, forges, epoxy, or anything for making in general, Maritime Knife Supply has you covered. And in the U.S. or Canada, they ship faster than the great cobra chicken gooses that their country is known for. Go to Maritime Knife Supply, and when you buy a 10-pack of belts, get 10% off. And tell them we sent you, eh?
5: Thanks, Luke. Carver, go ahead and unmute yourself. I muted you.
1: I don't think you did. I can still hear all the all, all the background noise. Yeah, I, oh. I, I don't know. I didn't mute myself, so okay. I said oh, you I'm did.
5: Tra- I tried to. <laughs> oh, well. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry, Give me give me one
4: second. If you're
1: it wants to. No. oh there you go now, now you're m- muted now you're muted so- sorry I'm listeners mute. we're uh, we're a bunch of flea bags around here we don't know what we're doing it's okay
4: we're good okay
1: it's mom it's mommy mom. we can
5: forgive yeah, it's mom mommy.
4: you know she, she's, she's baking stuff or something
5: <laughs> hi mom but anyways <laughs> <laughs> This one is definitely for the boys, but oh yeah. So so you both are bodybuilders, correct? On the side. Yep. Yep. What is what does that entail? Because I am the opposite of a bodybuilder. Well you builder. build your
1: body just differently.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so Not I on- can, I,
4: can, I can tell you what it entails if you really want to know.
2: Yes, yes.
4: Basically, it, it entails Colton forcing you to squat or do any leg movement until your spine comes out of your ass. Pretty much can, all bodybuilding is. Yeah.
5: See, I, that's what I need. I need an <laughs> accountability buddy.
3: Yeah, I, I do I do a lot of coaching as well on bodybuilding and and uh all of my clients <laughs> hate me because I I make them suffer in during sessions and Carver can attest to that because uh Leg, we, we have this, uh, a, a certain leg day routine that we've dubbed turbo death mode. Um, and essentially it's just, it's absolutely overtraining, but it's just meant to, I guess, unbitchify yourself if you don't like hitting legs. So uh, yeah, Carver, Carver, did you enjoy turbo death mode the one time we did it? The fact that my legs grew like an inch
4: and a half and they still have not shrunk? Yes. But From one point. No, I will never do it again, <laughs> Ever. Uh, but I thought I was going to the hospital. <laughs>
3: like
2: I, I've <laughs> yeah.
4: never been so close to death ever. Wow. <laughs>
2: so <laughs> seriously,
3: essentially, essentially bodybuilding is just eating it because there's not really an off season. There's just different types of seasons. So one season is just you're eating as much as you humanly can and lifting every single day, essentially like six times a week um, for, you know, hour to an hour and a half at a time getting as large as you can. So your clothes never fit you. They're too big or too small. And then you go into a competition prep for 16 weeks or so. And then you starve yourself and feel like shit 100% of the time. And then you do a show and then you go back to the uh, aforementioned bulking season. And so it's just a cycle of that over and over again. So you guys
5: actually health
3: issues.
4: Yes.
5: You guys actually compete then it's not just for your own. Oh okay. What what is a competition Correct. like that? Let me look ask you like? a
1: question. Oh, sorry, Ryan. So Whoa.
3: yeah. So so a competition is you, you get it's it's the weirdest thing ever if you don't know about the sport. Uh, <laughs> it's a bunch of people. So you walk into a competition, right? It's a bunch of of people who look like they're about ten seconds from death. Uh, they have zero fat on their whole body, and they all smell like salty carrots because they've been spray tanned. Um, and they're all wearing very baggy black clothing. Um, and then the show itself is, oh, I don't know, about 12 hours straight of just bass boosted house music um, that's played way too loud um, <laughs> while people are <laughs> presentations. So, yeah, that's a pretty, pretty good summary of it. <laughs> I was just going to say it's pretty much just, you
4: know, two steps away from porn.
1: Yeah, but probably, I was going to say, yeah, it does yeah. sound slightly homoerotic there. Um, yeah, just a little bit. It yeah. depends. I mean, it depends
4: what you're looking at. I mean, I remember a post that was made from a certain somebody.
3: <laughs> someone's ball was hanging out of their <laughs> <throat>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The Federation themselves was posting stage pictures of the competition. And there's a certain pose where like one leg is out to the side and one leg's crouched down. And one like one dude nut was just hanging out of his shorts, and he they posted it to the public page of the federation itself, and it took them a whole day to realize the whole comment section was just like, "Sir, your balls are showing," and they fired <laughs> for a whole day. It was. Great. I bet it was, it was like funny as hell.
5: It popped right out too because you guys are like you put. Joe Rogan refers to it as the chocolate, like spray tan. So if he was white, he had a like bright white nut just sticking out of his shorts.
2: <laughs> no, he was, oh, no, he was, he was not <laughs> white. No, oh, okay, <laughs> he was the opposite. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs>
4: no, but you could tell, I mean, you shave everything. If you're doing pro, like bodybuilding, there's three different types. There's classic physique, men's physique, which is what I do because I have small legs. Um, and then there is... Uh, bodybuilding which is like you're wearing trunks and then like colton he does classic so he's wearing kind of like boxers almost in a sense so and then and then there's me who just wears board shorts got you so dude was doing bodybuilding so it was hanging out man (laughs) so
1: this this is full shave so this is purely like a a a physical competition you're judged on your appearance essentially
3: um yeah just how how big you are how lean you are how good at posing
1: you are Blah-dy-blah. Okay, so it's not like a proportions. Oh, wow. Gotcha. You know. Okay.
5: The yeah. The one. The one do question actual, I've like, always wondered.
1: Competitions or? Is... Sorry, Ryan. Go ahead. Go ahead.
5: Jesus. The one question I've always wondered is what is the purpose of the body spray? Of like tan,
3: like so getting that when you're super stage, dark tan. Yeah. So, like when you're on stage, they have like super bright lights shining on you. And it's kind of the same thing they do in like, I guess, theater production, how they over contour your face and like put tons of makeup on you just because it like gets washed out. So they put this super dark spray tan on you. Um, You change races for the day and then uh, they can actually see you on stage. So you're not just like washed out pale white.
1: Oh, it's
2: for the fun part about, part
3: about
4: bodybuilding is when there's just one random dude. Who's literally just like 380 pounds of fat just stands up there with some, like random underwear on? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. You can,
4: anyone can sign up. Anyone can yeah. sign up. You could be whatever shape you are. It just depends on you.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, Ryan. You could be a bodybuilder.
5: <laughs> I could, yeah. I'd be a, a contrarian. <laughs> I wouldn't get the spray tan. So just fucking like glow off me because I'm super pale.
1: <laughs> But got that sh-
4: I mean Colton, what was it at, at St.
3: Louis show? You uh you saw a guy just spraying Pam all over
2: himself. No, yeah,
3: dude. Oh my god, there's this guy backstage, he had a bottle of like Pam cooking spray and he was spraying <laughs> it all over himself, I guess to look shinier or whatever, and that's not allowed. So the person, the uh, the host backstage walked up to him, <laughs> took his Pam and wiped him down <laughs> because he was like, You can't do that, no Pam. Backstage, <laughs> did that guy just have like a he was just like super
4: angry, just had backy, just yeah, crazy
3: backy every
2: time? He me. was very angry, uh, yes, just, just right, he was one right right <laughs> right Yeah,
5: so one of the most popular reels I've had this year came from all of us at the House of Blade Show, and it was the fart metal post. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
6: <laughs> for I the listeners watch that, I'm gonna pull that up.
5: <laughs> for the listeners fart metal is a thing and if you're a child like all of us it's super funny so you should go look it up it's fucking hilarious how did you guys because i was introduced to it from you so how did you guys come across fart metal
4: oh it's simple uh, we looked up uh, on spotify two different things and we're huge metalheads so i think i think was it me or you who looked it up because I remember uh, being in a car, and I think I looked oh, up just fart and metal. And
3: so, so, yeah, no. Okay, so there's this thing on Spotify. I don't know if y'all have Spotify, but it's something that we, that we that is so funny to do. You can think of anything you want and type it in Spotify. I guarantee there's a song about it. So you type in – I think we were just in the car, and one of us typed in fart metal into Spotify, and lo and behold, there's like five songs called fart metal. There's like fart metal one through five, and it's just – like, speedcore death metal, but all the lyrics are just fart noises.
1: <laughs> wow. That is oh, epic. It's so good. Oh, so, yeah. The video yeah. we
5: watched, <laughs> the guy was, like, chugging milk. <laughs> and then, like, right when the beat drops, he takes shit. <laughs> it's like, Right. right it's okay, a, yeah. I should have said I, this for I, the actor show. I barely remember show. that. <laughs> you were...
1: You were oh, a little yeah. under the weather. I, I might have not. I, I might have been a little uh, off my face with tiredness, as it were. That's fine. What I missed? Oh, nothing. We're just just finishing the fart metal thing there. So okay. So actually, Uh-oh. this is a good time. We're talking about metal here. I'm finally not outnumbered. Uh, normally, we have guests that like nice, soft, happy music, and then Ryan, who listens to pretty much everything except metal. Um, So I've been trying to do this segment on the show of like, what's the one song that you're listening to in your shop this week? Like what's the one that when it comes on, like it gets you fired up and you're actually like gets you inspired to keep working. And it's not going to be some whiny little, you know, baby music since I'm asking you guys. I'm
4: going to go first on this one, Colton. So I was listening to ACEs high. Okay. But here's the story. So so I was jamming out like air guitar air guitar and everything while I was making this failed slithery pattern. So I failed that (laughs) because I suck. (laughs) So I was like jamming out one moment to aces high, just like yelling to the top of my lungs. And then, oh, well, there goes like all of my
3: billet with cracks. That's
4: nice. So so you're saying it doesn't
2: get
3: fired up and it makes you fail. Yeah, I was going to say
4: that's the opposite
1: of what we're looking for. But That (laughs) fires me up.
3: Hey,
4: that fires me up. To tell Colton to get over to my shop and teach me how to make mosaic. So, (laughs)
3: hey, you can come down here, bro. I'm here all day. No, no. I guess, I I guess for me, I I really like Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden is like one of my favorite bands. I've I've listened to them since I was like five. Uh, Flash of the Blade by Iron Maiden Mm. on Power Slave is like, oh my God, it's so good. And it has to do with swords. So, you know, you can't really not like it. You know what I mean? That's a good one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ryan, what you got?
5: I want to clarify that I don't not listen to any metal. But I listen to like pussy emo metal. So I I'm too like like asking Alexandria. So I'm like too ashamed uh, to like uh, tell anybody about it, but um, It's like
4: really really pop like metalcore. Here here, I got a song
3: for you. I got a song for you. Uh, uh, listen to Face Fisted by Mel- <laughs> Okay. I'll give you two hints, and this is what I'm going to leave it at. It has to do with Batman, and you need to watch the video as you listen to it. There are four um, songs. You should watch there, them there, all. Yeah, there but... are four, but that's the first one you need to listen to. So Okay. Break uh, figures.
6: <laughs>
5: I'm so going to punch what, it what into you Spotify right now. What, what you songs got, songs I've been listening to? Yeah. Oh, geez, I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. I've been catching up on oh, Fire and you know, Steel, Matt and Shane's Secret podcast. Um, <coughs> face Fisted. Okay. You so know, I got to know. All life. I
4: can remember is all I can remember of Blade Show is is telling you, Noah, that I made swords for like three fucking. Three, bands. three of my favorite You're bands. Like, Who haven't? Yeah, and you're like, who haven't you made a sword for? I'm like, well, Colton and I are going to be making a oofbert for a man of Mars. <laughs> so, speaking of which, I got I got an email back for that again. He was like, so, uh, when are you guys making that?
3: <laughs> are they coming so, to America or what? Well, they, they come to America every year, dude. We just got to do it.
2: Just gotta okay, well, do
3: it. Tell me when they're going to be around, and we'll get going on it. We'll look. We'll look up a tour. Okay,
4: so
1: can yeah. you? Yeah. So, we, we have like five listeners that are metalheads. Um, can you talk? <laughs> All oh, guys. yeah, no, it's it's I, I get anytime we talk about metal music, I get DMs from like the same people and like no one else because no one else gets it. Um, what uh, so what swords did you make and who were they for? And then we're gonna get back to the song thing,
4: okay? So, to start off my uh, my tour my own tour of sword making for these blades or not blades, but, but for these metal bands, I, I started, I messaged, uh, Taylor Barber from left to suffer. He and I become pretty good friends over this. So I made him a knife. Um, it was more of an ax than a knife. Colton can attest to that. I think it had the thickest edge of all time, <laughs> but, uh, then he posted it and I, I got in to talking with Will Ramos and then, uh, Kyle Anderson from, uh, uh, what is a brand of sacrifice so i made those two swords i made will ramos a go my uh like elven sword like the one i already showed pretty much and then i made a. i didn't really make um brand of sacrifice one i just had a falchion that was like not selling and i said i'm just gonna get rid of it <laughs>
1: so you can yeah, have my leftovers so, yeah. here Gave there you go. Yeah.
4: oh and then i then i made a uh, shadow of intent a Kindle which was a sword I'd never heard of until uh, Ben, the uh, singer or vocalist, uh, told me about it. So, yeah, so he educated me.
1: Very cool. Didn't you say you'd have one for uh, the guys in Bad Omens?
4: Yeah, I made, made, well, he bought that knife. He uh, bought a Bowie knife from me. He bought two knives from me. He bought a little Everyday Carry. Uh, The drummer actually has a huge knife collection. He showed me all of it. He's got, like, a ton of master smiths, like, bowies and stuff like he's got a good like maybe like 900 knives. oh wow and he didn't buy them all they were his uncle's collection but his uncle died and gave him the whole collection Jeez. so that's awesome but yeah he's got like tons of mastersmith knives and tons of walmart knives and just everything
1: nice so, yeah. Yeah. so the song i've been uh really getting into this week is um deep in the willow by knocked loose and i don't know if anybody listening to this knows who knocked loose is, but it's essentially a band that the music is really only appropriate for being in a pit. Like it, it's the kind of music that you listen to and you suddenly feel yourself wanting to like kick somebody in the head for no reason whatsoever. Start yeah. And so it's really not appropriate to to listen to at yeah. my day job, but I do anyways, and I might get slightly violent when that happens, but I think it's okay. Uh, I'm a mechanic, so I can, I can smash things and, and nobody's nobody's worried, so it's good times. But yeah, it's uh any if anybody's been on uh you know Instagram or TikTok and they've come across a video where suddenly the singer goes arf arf, that would be the song that I'm referring to.
2: <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know that song. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I've never listened to them,
4: but I know they were at Knotfest. Colt and I went to Knotfest with two of our other buddies, and uh, that was my first
3: moshing experience and it was
4: frightening.
2: <laughs> it was awesome. I had to
3: guide him through how to mosh and his first mosh pit everybody else is like serious running around hitting each other carver's like taller than everybody he's like smiling he's like <laughs> oh jumping around like looking around he just
4: <laughs> dude now <laughs> if you get me in a mosh pit though because i've been to a few concerts and i've moshed like now you get me in there i'm sitting there and i'm like when i get in it i'm just like my goal is so no one can move me like <laughs> I'm trying to like push. I get in the middle. And I just fucking push everyone around and, and make sure they cannot move me from the place I am at. That's my little thing, and it's fun. You know? Have you? Uh, and then you get into the wall. I was of death. just
1: about to ask. Have you? Uh, have you experienced a wall of death yet?
4: Oh yeah, I was even at the Bad Omens concert, uh, which was it was the worst wall of death ever because the floor of the venue was it was like um, it was like epoxy floor you know like like a roller rink or something so when everything when it gets condensation it gets slippery as shit oh so this thing got so slippery i just face planted before i even got to hit people because i slipped because i was wearing vans that was fun uh but no yeah i've been to the wall of death at the shadow of intent concert that was fun I what get the read fuck up is a wall of death
3: oh so a wall of death we're gonna take you to one there's first- there's several bands that, like, intentionally do them. Uh, it's very frowned upon nowadays because people have, like, died in them. Um, but, like, essentially the singer, if there's, like, a real gnarly uh, breakdown coming down or something, they'll tell everybody to part or maybe they just do it by themselves. And then when the when everything drops, everybody just sprints at each other and they just collide. Um, it feels oh. like the uh, Battle of the Pellanor Fields. That's what it you feels like. You guys are like. perfect Definitely. for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, it is. So, it's awesome. <laughs> there was one I went to uh, I went to Lama God the first time I saw Lama God in um, Sokol Auditorium in Omaha, which is this tiny little auditorium. And there was 500 people in there and they were packed like shoulder to shoulder, barely any room for anybody. And uh, the, the first thing I noticed when I was entering is there was an ambulance parked out front of the venue just like preemptively. And I was like, Oh geez, what is going on? Um, and so I think it was a uh, redneck. They started playing redneck and you know, the, the beat drop and redneck Carver um, Yeah, everybody tried to part, but there was, it was so packed that they couldn't really part that much. And then everybody just, like sprints at each other from point blank. And a couple of people had to be carried out in stretchers after that. So
1: I don't know if I, I've been I, to a concert I, yeah. without an ambulance out front um right yeah you have uh one of the no but uh well, i went to a concert oh, that ahead. uh white was playing at and uh the the lights were so intense the dude literally right next to me had a seizure and just went boop straight down and uh so we had to carry oh, him out. But yeah my first wall of death was uh my my favorite band in the whole world is called oh sleeper and they have a song called uh charlatan's host that this has a crazy scream at the end of it that's like this it's not a full-on breakdown but it is um and i i didn't know what a wall of death was you know and all of a sudden he just stops the song and everybody starts to go and i'm like okay all right so we're split oh this is what's happening all right and it was it was so intense it was one of the best experiences of my entire life i freaking i've I've loved every time i've gotten to do it since so so
4: since we're bringing this up, I want to bring up a topic. So, what's the best band you guys have seen, like performance-wise? What do you think
3: is your best? I already know
4: your
2: live Iron Maiden. Mm.
3: Iron Maiden. I thought it was Lamb saw, of God from the last. I saw week. Iron Maiden three times. Every single time, it was on their Book of Souls tour. Their like their performance is just unparalleled. I mean, second to that would probably be Lamb of God, but. Just like you know, Bruce Dickinson, he changes costumes for every song. They have this gigantic platform up back, all these props. Every sprinting around, waving a flag. And this dude's old, you know. It was just, oh my god, it was amazing, so good.
1: Ryan, what you got?
5: Well, it depends. What do you rate a good? Do you rate it as do they sound as good as they do in the album, or their intensity? Because I, for They're me, I think. Yeah, the best live show I've ever seen, I think, was Coheed and Cambria, and, like, yeah, people can give me shit for that, because it's an emo band, but they're really, really good live.
1: Hey, we all grew up listening to My Chemical Romance, okay? Like, we can admit it. It's fine. Colton will not admit that. (laughs) I (laughs) I did not. I'll
4: give him shit for it. My brother listened to it, so I kind of listened to it because of him, and
2: yeah
5: i listened to metal growing up and then as i got older i think like once i hit 30 i it like slowly devolves softer and so maybe i should get my testosterone checked
1: maybe you should yeah because for maybe, me it's the maybe opposite. they're like so like i started off with like you know like the lower stuff like like mcr and then um bullet for my valentine and like the older i get the more i just want to listen to like visceral animal screams with double bass in the background yes. like the 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 more yes. incomprehensible it is, like the that's where I'm starting to go. It's just getting worse and worse. Speaking yes. of which, I have
4: a song for you. I have two songs for you. I think I sent Colton this song. It's called "I, the Devourer," uh, by Disembodied. Something I can't remember. But Then there's another one called uh, "God, the Animal" by uh, Inglune. So it's it's so, the ending is just eerie. Like it's a minute of just one singular like scream that just keeps getting louder and louder and more high pitched.
1: Feel like it's, I've listened to things. that recently. I don't know what this. The name sounds really familiar. Mm. Um, Spotify. I gotta, I gotta say, like Spotify is phenomenal. i I went. Ahead, like I don't usually like pay for like getting rid of ads and stuff, but I bought the Spotify Premium, and it is worth the money. And Spotify just oh, seems yeah. to have like the best algorithm to give you. Yeah, that looks familiar. I think I've listened to it. Um, yeah, I the best algorithm to like give you more of what you want. Like if you're listening to music on YouTube, you'll be listening to metal and like the next thing that pops up is the BGs and you're like, "What? What right. the hell? That that's not even close, man." Um whereas Spotify actually has gotten me into different bands that I haven't listened to before right. and it gives me new stuff to listen mm-hmm. to that I actually like that's actually similar and actually good. So, I really love Spotify for yeah, that. Yeah,
3: no, I've been doing that a lot. I've been doing that a lot too. I'll find like a really good song like um you know recently the other day i was listening to uh harrowing the beast calls from uh, Sold soul and I went to the radio uh a just the radio of that song and all like probably 5 out of the the first 10 songs were from bands i didn't know and they're all phenomenal and i'm like oh my goodness this is so yeah. good
1: well and it's really great when you, when i'm doing like a bunch of grinding or or forging but mostly grinding like i don't want to be constantly like changing songs on my phone and stuff like the fact that I could just let it play and just listen to music constantly and keep me upbeat. I listen to podcasts on occasion, but when I'm grinding or working in the shop, I need something to keep me moving. I got to do music. So it's really nice to be able to do that. Speaking
4: of which has Colton and I brought up our, uh, our metal band that we're making.
1: (laughs) No, but I think this is going to be good. No, so it's great.
3: We we have this fictitious metal band, this deathcore band that we uh uh we came up with I don't even know what we were doing. I think we were just in the shop because he used to work in my shop for a couple of years starting out and, and we would just make up all these stupid, stupid jokes, but this one was this fictitious metal band called Poop Grund. And uh, you know, it's in the same nice. vein as like uh 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 fetus and cannibal corpse and stuff like that. And it's just a (laughs) poop-themed metal band. And uh, shall I read some of the songs we have? Yes, you have like a list of 40, don't you? I have a list of songs uh, for poop. (laughs) My favorite is... Or is that too
1: vulgar? Go ahead, I feel, but that's up to them. Let's hear I mean we, we, we have we have all to know right, no, bring the it listener the bring the it listeners on. already know what they're getting into with this episode. If they don't want to all know, right. they're just going to turn it off. I mean, that's fine.
3: God damn it. All right. So here's <laughs> the list just so you guys right, can you even see. Oh, it's a very long list. Okay, so let's start from let's the top. Get some highlights. Just some <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, what, <laughs> what have we done?
4: I'm speechless.
5: What have we done? Dude
4: okay to be a knife maker and make it in this industry you must be creative Mm -hmm. absolutely that's that's how colton expresses his that was a a creative list
3: if if you think that's vulgar, go look at at some of these deathcore band songs go look at cannibal corpses songs all of them they're far oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) my (laughs) favorite though is my ass that is like the best song
5: Speaking so of uh, non knife related creativity, you do a spot on Joker impression.
2: Uh,
1: uh, I guess. I guess. So, so was, was that like a filter? Is that like a Snapchat filter or something that you had with the face paint? Yeah.
3: So, yeah, the face thing was just the Snapchat filter, but the voice is just whatever. Yeah, I, those are those are things that, that, again, jokes that came up late night in the shop with Carter. <laughs>
2: what,
3: what was the one week? Go
4: ahead.
5: Can you What's do that? it off the cuff? Can you do it off the cuff or is that something you got to like be in the mindset for? <laughs>
3: Kinda, kinda, exactly. kinda gotta be in the mindset a little bit just, just, just <laughs> okay. give us a, a, a let's Lion. put a smile on that face Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> my father was a drinker and a meanie and one <laughs> night <laughs> he went off crazier than usual <laughs> and he cut his dick off <laughs>
6: i don't know if i showed you guys that
4: video Col- colton has one where it's like the joker's father was he like no, hated right. his masculinity was, so, <laughs> but he comes at me with a knife <laughs> look at my stump <laughs>
2: Dude, you can uh, play okay. it. good lord we can play it on the
1: after show all right oh jesus <laughs> It's great. Dude, that's oh yeah, that's let's, good, man. Let's talk about that's, something else now.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is an impressive yeah. impersonation, I, though. That's good. That's good, man. That's dude, dude, really I, don't, really I don't care though. There, there's
4: no better comedy on the, in the face of the earth than like two bros' Snapchats. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you can't find it. There's nothing better.
3: Voice memos.
1: Yeah, voice might memo. get you canceled if it ever became public, but it's funny. Hey, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, shit. Do we want to hear from another sponsor? Who wants to sponsor the do. the um, <clears throat> whatever just happened?
2: <laughs> uh,
5: <laughs> that segment was brought to you by Phoenix Abrasives. Sorry, Greg.
6: Hustle and grind podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Abrasives. Your one-stop abrasive shop. When you go to phoenixabrasives.com, dot Click the shop icon in the upper right-hand corner to find all the abrasives you'll ever need. Check out the Incinerator thirty-six grit ceramic belts, along with the Trizact Gator belts that the hosts of Hustle and Grind use every day. When you check out, use code Hustle ten for ten percent off your entire order.
5: It's funny too because okay. when I first booked this episode, I I said to no, I said the Muscle Guys are booked for August. And he goes, okay. And I said, this is going to be fucking madness. (laughs) So I think I'm going to put a disclaimer on the post. (laughs) So like, you know, maybe the ladies and moms don't listen.
1: I don't think we have any.
4: Anyway, talking about those incinerator belts, I got a few of them for the first time. I don't know what to think of them. Like everybody, like Colton, you're the one who told me to get them. And I just like, I, I can see that they just hog off material, but like, i'm so used to the crap belts that i've been using so it's like i feel like they're dead before they're dead
3: no it's just okay so with those you have to switch to the direction like probably every 30 minutes um and they're they're really sharp for some things but not for other things so like for grinding bevels there they stay sharp really fast but if you're doing like uh profiling on something they're I mean they kind of dole out, like the corners dole out pretty fast. No, I was I was fully ready to have a very cordial podcast with y'all about knife making. And then and then I found out Carver was gonna be on here. And I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna bring up the stupidest shit and it's gonna devolve
1: into mad. <laughs> okay, so we're just blaming Carver for <laughs> everything that's that's happened yes, so far. Absolutely. Dude, I'm so
4: I'm so I'm
3: freaking sad. used to it. I'm so <laughs> yeah. used to it.
4: It's it's like just you know, I admit it. <laughs> Getting, like, full experience.
5: If it makes you feel any better, nothing we have said yet in this show beats Kayla Cummings' poop story from the after show last week. So don't feel bad. Uh, so
1: God, so a lot of poop in this podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, so know. if any of you guys just, just the last two episodes. That, make sure you subscribe to our Give Patreon so you can see so you can listen to that if that sounds intriguing to you. Okay. <laughs> um so don't so, feel bad. So yeah, so it's I fine. I've used the incinerators, too, and, and I noticed that as well, Carver. Um, like you were saying, for certain things, you definitely don't want to use it for profiling. Uh, it's just kind of a waste of that good of a belt. Um, yeah. And it does really last quite a long time. Like he was saying, if you if you flip it around, you can also dress it a little bit if you just turn the speed down and and hit it to just kind of knock off some of the glazing once it gets down there. Mm-hmm. um, Crap, what was the other thing I was going to say about him? Well, I lost it. It's gone now. Anyways, it's a great belt. I've, I've, I've really developed
5: an affinity for 50 grit 50? over thirty-two. Me too. Yeah, because 36. I only use 36. Why,
3: why is that? I only use 36 when I'm like grinding swords and big stuff. But for like stock removal, like stock knives, when I'm doing like a batch of 10 knives or whatever, just start with a 50 grit for grinding the bevels because it's. It, I mean, the 36 has so much play in it and it's so aggressive that it just hogs material off and you can't get really crispy lines. Whereas with a 50, it's just aggressive enough that you can hog material off at a high speed, but it's not too aggressive that you, it blows through your lines. Um, if you, you know, leave it on the, on the platen for, you know, two extra seconds
5: that, and Mm. it cuts the next step in half of getting all those scratches out because a 50 grit scratch is a lot shallower than a 36, um, and like yeah. doing like fine, like he said, like fine lines. And like, if I'm trying to cut in my plunge lines to match a 36 will chatter a lot. It'll, yeah. You know, when you push the belt into it, but a 50 is smoother, but they wear out a lot faster.
2: But yeah,
1: yeah. that's interesting. I, I might I actually need I, to try those. DSM, yeah. I learned
4: Speaking
1: that from Kyle. Royer.
4: Stuff.
5: Yeah. I listened. Like... I just
4: bought. I just bought my squaring dies, right before the podcast. Okay. Yeah, I need the damn things. Oh, dude! What kind of press do you have? Sixteen ton coal Ironworks. works. Nice. The only press company I'd probably ever go to. If I don't even know any others, so that's
3: probably why. But I love there's coal. a few others. They just have like coal. Hedges just, just has really, really. <clears throat> really high, I guess, like shiny value. It looks really nice and shiny and well-dressed from the outside and it has really nice, uh, everything runs smoothly. There's very little setup you have to do. Whereas like other ones, they're not nearly as expensive. Uh, but I've heard <clears throat> they have quite a bit of issues in terms of like left to right smearing play. Like it'll smear your billet off to one side or the other and it won't have super, condi- um, like consistent speeds as well. So Cole just has really good speeds. They have really, really, really intricate speed control and, and um, control overall. And plus, they just have really nice customer service. That's what I was going to
1: say. It was customer yeah. service, I mean, sure.
3: I mean, I trust Cole simply because
4: most of them, if not all of them, are makers of some sort. Like, like other companies, I assume, aren't like... like Cole more kind bes- of monopolized yeah. the knife-making community, and they make stuff for knife makers. So, yeah. And I trust knife makers. For the most part, it's a pretty part, a
3: simple cool. machine, though. So if you're a machinist, you can make you can make a press, you can make a power hammer, you can make whatever you really. You can make a grinder, you can make a surface grinder, you can make whatever. Um, but I don't happen to be a machinist, so.
1: Yeah, our uh, our buddy Jeremy from Four One Nine Forge and he made a pretty impressive press. He yeah, yeah, 20, 25 tons, something like that. It was freaking solid looking machine but yeah i don't have that kind of time to dedicate so i just bought a coal iron works and it works and that's all i needed to do I
2: was right, super here's a impressed. question for
1: you all go uh, ahead go ahead you go ahead
3: um i was gonna say what do you what would you guys prefer for a beginning knife maker because like i know what i think what i tell people well, i'm just curious what you guys think power hammer or hydraulic press for a beginning knife maker
1: uh i would i would say press. Um the majority of people aren't going to have the dedicated space for a power hammer. They're not going to have the right. kindness of their neighbors to be okay with a power hammer running. And the the ease of use without I mean you can squish stuff and not F it up constantly with a press fairly easy. Um yeah, And I think they're probably safer for the majority of people, people who are going to be just getting into it and don't necessarily understand the dangers of something that has 12 tons of pressure, 16, 25 tons of pressure. Um, the press is going to be a lot lot safer for them for that reason. I agree. And it's just a lot gentler overall. So I think it's, it's going to be something that's going to be a lot easier for somebody to get into right off the bat.
3: Yeah, I don't have a power hammer. I, I've been going back and forth and wanting to get one. I currently have two hydraulic presses. I'm trying to unload the other one. Um, I upgraded to a 20, 25 ton. Um, but like, honestly, I really don't really have an application for power hammer unless I'm forging out. Like, like I don't do a ton of forge to shape brute to forge super, you know, stuff like that. Um, I mainly do Damascus if I'm forging something, if I'm not forging something, just stock removal, just because of, you know, efficiency. Um, but with a power hammer, I mean, it's really good if you're doing a lot of brute-to-forge stuff and forge-to-shape. You can forge bevels with a power hammer. You can forge out really thin, like, uh, sand mice stuff or really thin chef knives or whatever. But beyond that, I have a rolling mill and a hydraulic press, and that pretty much does everything I need it.
1: Yeah, honestly, there aren't too many things that aren't covered by that. I mean, I, I understand the intricacies and stuff that, you know, a lot of bladesmiths use. And we've had bladesmiths on here before, that That's all they have is a power hammer, and they make... F- phenomenal damascus and stuff like that but uh yeah i mean especially for i mean my shop is tiny i can't i can't fit a a power hammer in there and i i don't feel a need to at least at at this point
4: like i i've i've colton you and me had this conversation a couple weeks ago actually because i was looking at like i was trying to find a power hammer that was like available for sale on facebook or something and uh I told them why I want it and I said like I just want like if I if I wanted to make like giant axes or something like that, just something crazy, you know, that's why I'd want it. But other than that, there's no use really. When you have a press, you don't I mean, I can I can think of a few other things, but you know, maybe if you're making spears, making the cone, fanning that out, make it a little bit easier, you know, stuff like that. But yeah,
1: yeah I feel I like know. drawing material out would definitely be a lot easier with a with a power hammer, especially if you're drawing to the extreme length. Or extreme width, you know, depending on what you're looking for. Um, right. It's good clearance. The other nice thing about a power hammer is you, you keep your heat probably a lot better because of kinetic oh, yeah. energy. Oh, yeah. um, so you're having to do less heat, so it could be more efficient in that regard. Um, I, I don't have any experience with a power hammer whatsoever, so this is all just theoretical on my part.
2: Yeah, I
3: think it's I think it's interesting because most people, when they think of like bladesmithing or what they need, they're like power hammer. First thing they think, because like on Forge and Fire or whatever, they have power hammers. Alex Steele only uses a power hammer. And so like like my first <laughs> it was so funny because I guess both episodes on Forge and Fire, every other person on there used a power pretty much only the power hammer. And I was using only the hydraulic press. And I got done way faster because it's like you, you can draw out a two inch by two inch bar to a 14 inch by quarter inch bar and in, like two heats with a press. Whereas if you're using like a 40 pound ram power hammer, it's going to take a very long time.
1: Yeah, the size of the power hammer, definitely. Yeah. The, the size of power hammer required to get the force that you have with you know a relatively small force press. I mean, it, it's not equal for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about I Force guess, and uh, Fire since you brought it up? <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> uh, you won it, twice. It, that's about it. Okay. Yeah, that's that's like cliff notes. Um, I don't know. It's I I don't foresee them having too many more seasons. Honestly, I'm not sure what their ratings are like, but I mean, I feel like I don't know. What do you guys? What have you guys heard anything about if they're going to have more seasons or not? I have I no know. idea. We'll know um, soon.
5: Dave Baker's coming on. Uh, Oh, he's—he did say that he just—he just got back from filming. So,
1: Yeah.
4: Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, they're they're filming right now. Yeah. So no,
4: they're done filming. Doug even posted it they're
2: done
1: well yeah but but they they were filming in august yeah so the number one complaint (laughs) i hear from people who have been on Forge and fire or people who have turned down going on Forge and fire is the fact that they don't pay the competitors who don't win so it's really difficult for people to want to take you know two weeks off of their life or whatever you know people who are part-time who have day jobs that sort of thing or 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 even full-time smiths who you know can't afford to not make knives for you know, that, that period of time to pay their bills while they're, you know, going on this game show to potentially win money and potentially get exposure, but not really because they don't necessarily promote you as a person. How did that affect you when you were going on?
3: Um, I mean, so that's, this is another point. So my first time winning, I was just, I was a baby. I just turned 18 and, uh, Even though like it was a really fun episode, we made a funky ass crossbow, um, for the finale and I ended up winning that, that was like, I got a ton of exposure from that. I got a ton of new clientele. I got a ton of followers, bunch of clout from it, um, essentially. And it was great. But then the second time I was 20, I think. And, um, I won that one. And I, I feel like that would, cause it was a champ of champs episode. So it was like everybody had won before or whatever. And I won that one. And I, I, I anticipated getting like more clout than I did the first time because it's like kind of a bigger deal episode, you know, uh, but I got way less. Um, so that leads me to believe that maybe, I don't know, ratings or, or the amount of people watching it is is going down quite a bit just because everybody's moving to streaming services. So, yeah, I don't know. And and honestly, they yeah, they don't pay anybody. Um, they cover like food and stuff, but yeah. If you get food.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, if If I get food. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes.
4: That's a a whole other story that will take another 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It
5: seems like the attitude towards the show in the the community is like 50-50. Like, either people are like, yeah, it's great for the community, or people are like, it's an unrealistic, it sets an unrealistic perspective from potential buyers
3: see it does it absolutely does i've been saying this and despite winning i don't think it's a test of a direct test of skill at all because like some of the best bladesmiths in the world most of them take a really long time like kyle Royer, he told me a blade that he only makes like four to six knives a year um and so like they take a very long time to make one thing and so even though you may be a master smith and you get thrown into these competition competition where there's a unrealistically small time constraint, um, you might look like you have no idea what you're doing, but that's just because they're like, hey, make canister out of bike parts in three hours and, you know, heat treat it in a forge and, you know, all that crap. Um so I, I don't think it's a direct test of skill, but I do think that it is it's basically who can think on the go and prioritize um steps. And who knows the steps the best and can do it as fast as, you know, who's really good at grinding fast, who's really good at moving steel fast and planning um, and basically knowing how to do a bunch of random stuff. That's pretty much all it is. Yeah. I was, I
4: talk- was hoping. <clears throat> well, I think I can legally say now or I since the no. season's over. No, Oh. You can't no.
5: <laughs> don't risk rip. It. Okay. Don't risk it, bro. We're not don't worth do it. it. Don't risk it. <laughs> uh, it's uh it's it's tough because like if you tell random people like, hey, I'm a knife maker. You know? Like, oh, oh, are you going to be on forged and fire? And in my case, I don't forge. I'm a stock removal guy. How do you explain yeah. that to somebody who has no fucking idea what the hell you're talking about? That the end product then, is is basically the same, if not better but you don't have a forge. I have a forge. And then they're, so all, you-
3: they're always like, they're always like, oh, well, you're cheating. You're skipping stats. What? You don't have the skill to forge it. And it's like, dude, if I get, if I get an order for a hunting knife and I have 50 blanks cut out of that hunting knife, you think I'm going to go light up the forge and chuck something in there, forge it out, have to grind off the forge scale, renormalize it and No, I'm, I'm just going to cut it out of something, and you know, grind the bevels. It's going to be the same product at the end. Yeah, that's what I've realized, especially with TikTok, um, since he and I,
4: you know, pretty much mon- not monopolized, but we pretty much have a lot of following on TikTok, so that's where a lot of orders come from and a lot of comments, right? And the amount of people that have the wrong idea oh about this is is absolutely ridiculous. And it's not because, in, in my opinion, it's not because people just watch too many TV shows and stuff. It's just simply because um,
3: I don't know. There's just some like. No, I'm it's, it's because all these, the, the, the kids, the little children on, on TikTok and even a full grown adults, oh, full all grown. they know is like, Oh, forge stuff like Skyrim, Lord of the Rings, whatever, like, Oh, you have to forge weapons, but you don't forge weapons. So you're not a real knife maker or a bladesmith. I'm like, well, yeah. there's a knife make, there's knife making, which is, you know, stock move. And then there's bladesmithing, which is like forging it. But you can be both or you can be either, and you're going to make just as good of a product. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah. But, like, even uh, there's a comment that I got or a thread of comments that I got um, from a guy because there's the uh, old argument that the that's not real Damascus argument uh, we've all heard. And this one dude basically said, I'm not a real bladesmith because I don't forge. I'm like, I'm very, very confused in this comment thread. Because what he, I think he was trying to say is, I don't smelt my own steel. Mm -hmm. Okay. And a lot of guys now, like I've noticed, because I've had this comment with, from multiple people, I've, I've had seen this comment a lot in other people's posts that like, people think you must smelt your own steel to do this. Like, that's what you're supposed to be doing to make it real bladesmithing. Yeah, and I've gotten that it's comment so from people. Weird. I've been
5: that's so
1: retarded. So I mean,
4: that's that's two different things. Yeah, I've gotten it's
1: two different questions things. about that. Cause I've been doing a lot of uh like markets and shows lately where people come up and talk to me and and so they're like, Oh, so you, you actually made these? I'm like, Yeah, I made all these knives. And they're like, Oh, like everything, like even the steel? I'm like, Well no, I didn't I didn't make the steel. Like, I, I don't dig up ingots and and Forge them, you know, and they're like, "Oh, is this real Damascus?" I'm like, War. "Well, depends on what you consider to be real Damascus. It's pattern, it's pattern welded steel that I forged into uh, a Damascus blade, you know." And so then, you know, most people are pretty cool once you explain to them, like, "Oh, hey, no, this is this is not real. I use known good steel. This is you know 8670, or this is 1084 and 15 and 20, whatever it is." And it's like, okay, well, so this is the properties of it. And this is, you know, why I use what I use. And most people are pretty chill once you're like having a face to face conversation and like, they can understand it. Mm -hmm. The problem is is that most people just don't before they walk up to the, you know, walk up to their keyboard or walk up to talk to somebody. They just, they just don't. And it's, it's fair because they don't, you know, they, we can't expect everyone to know, you know, everything that we know, but uh, it's difficult to educate them. It's really difficult to educate them, especially online. And then like there's, the,
3: there's the issue of,
5: go ahead. I like the, you didn't fold it 10,000 times, so it's not as strong. Oh, yeah. People. Those are good ones.
4: You, you, you literally did not cut yourself and pour the blood into the blade. Mm. Yes. You're not a blade. Yes. Colton, what were you going to say? It has no essence. Uh,
3: How dare you? I was, I was just going to say, I think <laughs> the, the, one of the biggest banes to the knife making industry in, in a whole is if you go and Google Damascus hunting knife, everybody knows what comes up pack Damascus, you know, fake uh, garbage Damascus made from car parts that has D you know, made in by child labor in Pakistan, you know, that's, that's the stuff that comes up first. And it's all like $25 for a handmade Damascus knife. You know what I mean? And so that's what the layman has as a reference to Damascus knives. So when somebody comes, I mean, tons and tons and tons of people, Um, probably thousands of people over the two years I've had TikTok or so have messaged me. They're like, Hey, uh, can I have this, this Damascus knife, whatever. And, and I tell them the price or my quote or whatever. And they probably thousands of them have gotten livid and made an argument about it saying, and screenshotted, you know, some garbage Damascus knife on Google or Amazon and sent it to me. And I'm like, buy that then. Like, if you really have that budget and you want that, then go buy it. I don't know what you're coming to me for. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sell you something for, you know,
4: $50. I'm also going to piggyback off of the uh, worst hindrance to the bladesmith community. Um, anime.
3: Oh, jeez.
2: <laughs> Let's get into <laughs> it.
4: I, I watch a few shows, but the amount of people that, like, they see I make swords on TikTok and they come to me like, hey, could you make this sword? And it's got, like... Like the guard has like quillions going in five different directions, they're all at the same time going into your hand, and I'm like, I'm not making so that. I, I, it's not the going, rest of the rest of
1: us know. don't deal with that, and I think it's because you're on TikTok. I think I think yeah, dude, I think that's where the <laughs> yeah. zoomers so are that was, are watching anime. I hate I think, it, man.
3: Yeah, I think I think it's one be one the newest first thing. So so TikTok is great for shotgun marketing. It is terrible for direct audience marketing and if you want to isolate your your market it's terrible for that um and it also was made for people to dance to music or whatever and so when you tell customers especially older customers whatever when they see you on TikTok they immediately think oh this guy's not a serious Bladesmith because he's on an app meant for dancing children you know um But it's actually, there's, I mean, there's pretty much a community for everything on TikTok. So I think if you're Mm -hmm. not utilizing TikTok, I think you definitely should. Because a lot of people say, oh, well, I haven't gotten any sales from TikTok. Dude, I've gotten hundreds of sales from TikTok. And they're like high dollar sales too. Um, Like recently, I have like five sword orders right now. And they are, each of them are a lot of cash. And they all came from TikTok, every single one. So I I think TikTok is great but you have to post the content that you want people to ask you about. So if you're, you're on there posting, you know, random stuff that has nothing to do with knife making or some rant about, Oh, it's not Damascus. What, you know, you're not going to get orders, but if you go on there and you show off what you can do and you show like a small process video of making whatever, like I made some cutlasses. So I had an order for five pirate pirate cutlasses and I posted it on there, just a very brief video of, you know, when they were finished and whatever. And, um, Immediately after that, I got several serious sword inquiries with people ready to put cash down. So I think I think if you guys aren't aren't utilizing TikTok, it's a pretty good tool if you want to use. It that. is. I mean, Colton, you just said what I, like what I'm thinking
4: about. You know, the sword I brought to Blade Show that you guys all saw. Um, that sword got a million views on TikTok. Just that sword. I think I hold the record on TikTok for like a singular piece of work that like has the highest views out of every smith I know. Um, even Ryan Ryan Serrell's uh, SOC Forge um, Soul Creation, he made a, a katana for uh, Young Gravy. But like, it was the katana that made it like go viral? Was a Young Gravy? You know what I mean? And, it was Young Gravy. Uh, it, to, was you know, mean, it was a yeah.
3: sweet katana, but it, it
4: was yeah. you know. it was. I'm so, not I'm not throwing shade at Ryan Ryan and our good buddies. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I just saying like that. Like Colton just said exactly like what like people all smiths should be doing, showing off what they make. And just talking yeah, about
3: and what, because you know. the reason I don't, I don't post nearly <laughs> all the knives I make on my Instagram or whatever, <laughs> not even close because I don't like making, you know, little dinky custom orders. But right now I'm making almost exclusively custom orders and I'm booked out for a very long time doing that um, because, you know, it's secured, you know, guaranteed money in the bank. But I don't post most of them because, you know, they're basic, boring kind of knives and I don't want to get orders for basic, boring kind of knives. So well, I post like the more extravagant, cool stuff that I make. Um, and then I get more orders for extravagant, cool stuff. So like, you know, I posted one sword, that elven sword that the guy ordered. And I got three more sword orders within the week. Um, so it's, it's, you know, you, you have to post what you want to do. And eventually that will be your entire market is whatever you like doing the most. That's what would you advice. guys say that, to me? Is-
5: like, uh, look. Makers like me who when they hear the word TikTok, their tinfoil hat goes on. And they're like, I don't want to uh you know, so, I'm like so terrified China's gonna watch me jerk off to internet porn or something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean TikTok, that's you gotta be real careful with TikTok. I never scroll through TikTok. I never comment on TikToks. I never like TikToks. I don't engage with TikTok beyond posting very specific uh, I wanna say PC uh, <laughs> posts. Um, now, now TikTok hates knives and weapons and stuff. So they, they used to be terrible. Like every single thing, if if there was a knife in the background, they'd take down your video for a dangerous ax. Um, but now, I mean, recently they haven't been taking anything down. So I think as long as you, I mean, I use a VPN, as long as you like, um, I mean, if you really want to be careful about it, it, use things like VPN and don't, don't leave it running in the background and don't allow it to have access to your contacts and crap like that. I think you're fine um, because like I said earlier, it is a really, really good marketing tool. I mean, we've never seen an app that has this good of a dispersion algorithm um, for marketing. So, I mean, just be careful with it hundred percent, but it can be very helpful.
1: So you say that yeah. the, the, I mean, the sort of censorship has gone down lately. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, yeah,
3: yep. it has for me because yep. like for 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 a while ago, um like if I would try to post uh like I would be holding a knife whatever in a video, you know, a video of me just holding a knife going like that, they would take it down immediately. It would get zero views and then it would get taken down and I they sent me many messages cuz I had so many videos taken down um that they sent me a bunch of messages saying your your account will be deleted permanently and you will be banned from TikTok if you have one more video taken down. And I got that video over and or that that um, notification over and over and over again. And I haven't had a video taken down in three months. And I've been posting lots of videos with me holding swords and knives and stuff. So I don't know if something changed, but it seems like it's a lot more. Uh, I think. I think, you know, with the political thing
4: that happened with TikTok, they're trying to ban it. I think the uh, people over at TikTok just said, fine, then let's just go all out and uncensor everything. Because, like, you talk about uncensorship on un- censorship on that app. There's a lot of things that are uncensored on that app, like oh, even yeah. more than usual. So it's like, yeah, I don't know what they did. I, I'm not, I don't work for HR and TikTok. So.
3: It's but,
5: weird how yeah. all these platforms do that too. Instagram just started messing with me over dumb shit. And it's like, I pay the money. I'm like, what are you doing? What? You, why would you do this? And the, But then you see Benchmade ads all the time. You know, yeah. all these companies, Cricket, Kershaw. I always see big knife brand ads pull, pop up in my scroll. How come they're not fucking with these big companies? Why are they messing with us? Why, you know, so it's yeah. it's weirdly nefarious how they censor us.
3: I've noticed it's, that if I put the word buy, because like I sell most of my knives through Instagram before it even hits my website, because I don't like selling through my website um, because my website takes a little chunk out of the profit, whatever. Um, but I, I sell most of them through Instagram. So I'll post like a knife drop on my Instagram. And if I say the word knife, Purchase, buy, or interested, it gets flagged. And recently, it's been been getting taken down. And I've been getting warnings saying your your posts are not eligible to be shown to um, non-followers. Um, and then I would appeal it, and then it gets appealed, and all that. But it's still, I get these notifications, and it's like, are you serious? Like, over me saying DM to buy or DM if interested, um, they take the post down, and then censor me and shadow ban me from anybody it's like dude come on God, i'm cool, dealing with it every app just hates you i guess
4: <laughs> right. i haven't had an issue yet on instagram i knew about it but
3: uh, i'm dealing with it right
5: now <laughs> they i can't boost ads because i can't boost posts because i boosted a post twice selling knives same post they they approved it twice and then the third time they disabled my ability to boost posts and then they disabled my Facebook business page. And my effort, my efforts to go through customer service have been just foolish. They just run you in circles. It's like, what can you do? What's even the point of paying the 15 bucks a month?
3: Surprisingly, one of the most powerful marketing tools that I've used is having decals on the back of my truck uh, for my business. I, I, get I get, that. I get probably, I don't know, two to three phone calls a week from people that are like, Hey, I was following your truck earlier today. And, <laughs> and I saw the sticker and I figured I'd call <laughs> you. And, um, a lot of it like local business is King hundred percent because you can get it in cash. You know where they are. You don't have to ship it. You're not communicating via email with somebody in Australia or whatever. Um, and so, Yeah, that's great because we can just meet up. They drop by my house to give me cash to get the knife and that's that. Or if they want to come out to my shop and do a lesson or see the knives and pick one for themselves. You know, that's so local businesses always consistent and very, very straightforward with no hoops to jump through in terms of marketing um, censorship on big social media platforms.
1: For sure. I do a lot of local business and so I'll do, you know, local pickups and stuff like that. And it's always a lot easier when you could talk to somebody in person and make sure that you're making what they actually want. And I'll I'll get, get, the, the worst thing is when you, you get a message from somebody and they say what they're wanting and you ask them, you know, let's say three qualifying questions and they respond with yes. Like, um, okay, well that was three questions and none of them were yes or no questions. So yeah. Um, that's, yeah, yeah.
3: that's why I've, I've narrowed it down to like about four questions and if they can answer those four questions, um, then I ask if they have, if usually it's some, you know, some sword or a certain type of special dagger or whatever. And so I'm like, Hey, if you can send me a picture of exactly what you want, because usually people, you know, they're like, Hey, can you make this? And they send you a picture. Um, you know, that'll make it a lot more cut and dry for me to work off of. Um, and so like, I'm like, Hey, what blade length and handle length, like overall length and dimensions do you want? What handle material do you want? What color schemes do you want? And what steel do you want? If you have a preference of steels and usually if they can answer those, then, you know, we're good to go. And, and providing an extra picture of what they want or a drawing or whatever, um, that's even better. So it's pretty hard to mess up an order if they can do that. Um, and I also have been doing a ton of uh, custom like laser engraving because I have a laser engraver, access to a laser engraver. Um, and that has opened up a ton of business for me. Do you guys have access to laser engravers? I know, I think one of you guys, I think Noah, don't you have one? Yeah, has one. Yeah. Yeah. Those, oh, yeah. They, God. It's so <laughs> nice because somebody's like, oh, I want I want, you know, some bird engraved on the side of my knife or whatever. And before I would just be like, oh, well, there's a sale I can't do. And now I'm like, what bird, you know? Yep. <laughs> and so, yeah. Like, dude, I, I'm going to have to go over to
4: Lincoln or uh, actually Clay Ironborn Forge. He has a laser engraver. He, I was going to meet up with him in November and uh laser engrave. I got this like Irish ring pommel, long sword. And uh, it's got the guy wants his coat of arms, his family coat of arms. He wants his last name. He wants a bunch of different knot work that I can't do with carving chisels, everything. And I'm just going straight to laser engraving
1: on it. Yep. Yeah, it makes everything a lot easier. Need- yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, we've been going for I an hour and 15 access. minutes. I think it might be time to switch over to an after show.
5: Cool. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't do Florida, man.
1: Oh, crap. Do You guys. Yeah you want to play, play a little game real quick? I got distracted by the poop talk. Sure. I like games. Okay. So we're actually playing... Uh... Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to play Where in the World is Florida Man. My Joke's bad. on you. This is actually fake news. <clears throat> so... Uh, oh no! It's okay. We just play silly Hold games. On. Oh my gosh! We gotta do this. It's time for some fake news. Police warn that flushing drugs could create hyper-aggressive meth alligators. Police say man with no hands and no legs is armed and on the run. A man admitted to the hospital with 25 plastic toy horses inserted in his rectum. Doctors have described his condition as stable. You made them know we have to play them. Okay. All right.
4: You know, I don't feel so bad about what we were saying earlier. Like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Golden's eight eight hundred uh, song
1: like names, yeah, that's it's fine. fine. All right, guys, so we're playing fake news. <laughs> so I've got uh, I've got three headlines in front of me. One of them is fake, false, fake news satire. The other two, unfortunately for the future of mankind, actually happened. They're real. It is your job to guess. Which one of these three is the fake news? We begin. Florida man holds synchronized lawnmower ballet performance in retirement community talent show. Next up, Florida man sells fully functioning F-16 fighter jet online, only $8.5 million. And lastly, Florida woman doused herself in Mountain Dew to erase DNA after murder. What was the first
2: one
4: again? <laughs> the, it's the first one. It's the first one. Uh, the first one is
1: first. Uh, Florida man holds a synchronized lawnmower ballet uh, in his retirement community talent show. Second was Florida man selling a fully functioning F-16 fighter jet online. And then a Florida woman doused herself in mountain. Oh, it was diet Mountain Dew uh, to erase uh, DNA after she murdered a roommate. Yeah. That first, team. One. first
5: one. Yeah, I agree. guess. I agree. It's too innocent.
4: It's okay.
1: All right. Fair enough.
4: I feel like everyone in Florida has, you know, access to an F1 fighter
1: jet. Yeah. Well, damn it. That was way easier. All right. You guys win. That was, that was correct. Well done. Yes. I didn't have, I we'll this, might be, this might be the first one we've ever done that didn't involve the word meth. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I Florida, think, it's a very I mean, Florida do. drug, if you will. We're we're classing it's it up like, on this show, clearly.
5: Yeah, this may be the end of
1: our rise. I think that's it's just... all. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> yeah. No. We <laughs> this have to have say been, about that C- This has it's been fun. Call. All right, congratulations, Carter or Carver, on uh on ruining our reputations and and killing our podcast. So with that. Oh hell yeah! I mean, well done uh so anyway so we're gonna go over to it's not the only rumor. (laughs) go ahead so uh if any of you want to continue to listen to this for some mental health reason that you have uh you can go over to uh, patreon.com and uh, for as little as one dollar a month you can subscribe and uh, as soon as you click that button somebody in the world somewhere will die but you're going to get some of this amazing content so it's going to be worth it um and uh, we'll we appreciate all of you guys that support us on Patreon, and we'll see you over on the after show.
5: Yeah, I've had a blast. I want to say we've done a good job mixing it up. We've been silly, but then we talked about serious stuff for like an hour. So I think we did. Okay. We just need to put a. I told you, That's it's true. We just we, we just need to put a
1: note on the on the thing. Knife making talk starts at like what forty minutes or something like that. We'll just. <laughs> It was if it was you're like interested in night 40, 49. Yeah. Yeah. There's 20 Skip minutes of it in this episode.
5: 50. If you like butt and poop jokes, the first yes. hour is for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Play us out Thanks, of here. Thanks, guys.
1: Everybody have a good week.
2: I.E. <laughs>